This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And welcome. You found Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz. And while I am an attorney with the Atlanta office of Hall Booth Smith, Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz is not legal advice. Instead, it is a weekly look at all of the drones, autonomous cars, Internet of Things, and all the technology buzz in between. So welcome, and glad you could join us today, because I say I'm always excited about the show, but we're kicking off a series today, and we're going to do it with a bang. And Buzz Off is going to spend the next few weeks chatting with the folks in the know on campaigns and elections, but not politics. Instead, looking at the technology that is impacting and really evolving the way campaigns are handled from today's discussion is looking at the physical security and uh, protection of candidates and campaign events, but how the information is collected, how the information is stored, analyzed, and how your votes truly count. So you can't have a discussion when it comes to anything uh, security Related without bringing back uh, Ryan English from Lansing Tactical. Because, Ryan, we had a fun time talking last time you were on the show about really don't shoot with drones. And creating the best, uh, the best shot if you were going to do so. And now we're going to take a look at drones from a different angle. And what really crystallized this topic and a good way to start was in listening to one of the drone detection companies and their pitch. They're based out of or started in Germany, but the founders of D-Drone said, well, we realized this was a problem when we we're watching a uh, Andrew Merkel give a talk on TV at an open air event, and suddenly a little drone started buzzing around in front of her, and she laughed. Her security team laughed. Oh, ha ha! Nothing to worry about. Oh, what a silly toy! But it crystallized the thought for them of. But what happens when it's not a silly toy? What happens if there is malicious intent behind that aircraft? What can we do to even know if it's coming into the airspace and into the event? So granted, in the U.S., unless you are a government actor, you cannot jam the transmission. You can't shoot it down. You can't interfere with its operations. But that doesn't mean it's any less of a challenge and proliferation of everybody including myself as i'm sitting here holding my cell phone we have our cell phones our other technology gadgets right. it's making your job a lot harder absolutely um i would tell you this 
there, I you know, Angela Merkel may have laughed, and it may have seemed humorous to her, but and, and there may have been at least one or two of her security detachment laughing, maybe even in the the shot that some cameraman had. But I promise you that there was at least a handful of guys on that team who were not laughing at all, who were thinking to themselves, "Dear God, what is attached to that drone?" Because what was it even doing there? And, and it, the security mindset. Uh, the guys who are good at it, they automatically check down a level two. Why is that there? I don't know that it's supposed to be there, and therefore it shouldn't, and that's not in my program, and I'm not happy. So I'm sure there were guys thinking, that moment, this is not cool, I don't like it. And I don't know if their their response would have been quite so PG uh, no, rated. I don't know how to swear in German. But if I did, I think that there was that I could come up with some colorful things that were going through their minds. Um, you know, and, and this company that came up with um, whatever their their product is is good at doing, because you know you mentioned it to me, and uh, in the course of doing my homework for the show, I didn't do any. Um, but having said that, I uh, having said that, uh, I whispered on purpose, by the way. In that one. Um, yeah, the uh, the the idea that you can just take them out of the sky and remove them. Um, we've covered that, and it's it's going to be difficult. So if you wanted to talk about just drones in particular, of course, there's plenty of room to do that. Um, but but it's so in general, it's, there's so many levels to it. Exactly, you know? and there's a lot that goes into a, even having volunteered with different uh, campaigns and different events and just planning an event in general, you look at the location, you want to make sure it has the right backdrop, that it's easily accessible to the right attendees. But how does that conversation change now that the Internet of Things, everything is connected? There are all these different threat surfaces and threat vectors. Am I using right. the right yes, words? absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. But... Really, how does that conversation, that analysis change from a security standpoint? Because I don't see the conversation going well when you tell the candidate, uh, no, everything else is aligned for this event, but uh, no, it's not going to happen. It's too close to X or sure. Y. Sure. Um, yes. And the answer is always yes. Um, yes, when the candidate wants something, they'll get it. So as, as somebody who's providing security, your job is to lay the framework of the candidate's needs over over the framework of what you can do. Because the question I've always asked any client that I've had is, what is your definition of secure? Okay. The client often doesn't know the answer to that question, so you start filling in for them. And secure being a relative term, whether it's digital or physical, uh, what are you securing from? Like, is it alien invasion or a jilted ex-lover that's going to come to your home in your sleep? So there's that spectrum, right? Well, and let's just establish how many political candidates have you lost on the campaign trail? The well, None. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I didn't... I didn't have any political candidates that I was protecting, but I had ambassadors that I was protecting. And in my mind, they were far more important people because they were actually doing work. <laughs> well, and there, I could say there are quite a few folks who would share that uh, the doers uh, 
probably over the uh, politicos. Yeah. But now, in kind of taking a step back, where is the biggest threat in protecting leaders or other clients? Is it generally going to be from the fired employee, staffer? Is it going to be the jilted lover, childhood friend, angry, et cetera? Or is it the the nefarious terrorist that – I mean, how how does that assessment fall into it? Well, okay. Now, you're – you're going to take the complete view of that candidate, and you're going to get as much information from them as you can regarding who they've had near them that has information that they think might be damaging. Because what's not—it's not just important to physically protect the candidate. You have to protect their prestige as well. That is a huge factor in in your scheme. Okay, so you. So can't how let do you prevent? Back. How do you prevent people catching me eating the pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream? That's interesting. So the first thing we do to ca- to prevent you being caught eating the Ben and Jerry's ice cream is we bring the Ben and Jerry's and you into a room where no one can see how you in- destroyed that thing with didn't even use a spoon kind of a Why why do you need a spoon? You definitely don't about. need a bowl. But but your your um your your uh, your voters don't need to see like the jaw open up like Predator and just consume a pint of Ben and Jerry's. We don't no. no one need to see that. So we bring you and the item into a room where no one can see those things. Uh, but when you start talking about insider threat, which is what you've got with, um, oh, well, then Brando being an insider threat. Come here, buddy. Insider threat, right? You have somebody who's decided to uh, no longer be in your employee and they have bits of information that won't be good for your your campaign to get out. How oh, they know where the bodies are buried. Right. So how do you prevent that person from being a threat? The answer is very delicate. Um, you Obviously, you do everything you can to put non-disclosure agreements into place where that person can't re- reveal any information, but uh, once they've got access to certain things, you begin to close down their access, first and foremost. Um, but that's not really ever going to do it if somebody decides to go on Sean Hannity or something like that and decide to talk about your private life. Well, How and, do you stop that? You and can't. I've seen House of Cards. And right. so, spoiler alert, uh, there are some angry folks yeah. on that show. Right. Yeah, of course. And how do you stop that? Bribery? I don't know. That's how it works on House of Cards. Uh, scandal? I don't know. You can look at them for some keys, too. But I looked at I, I would look at uh, my candidates' physical security along with their prestige because they're representing something more than just themselves. So it's a big deal. You remember, if you go back to where, um, um, not Steve Jobs, um, Bill Gates had a giant pie thrown in his face one day at, um, he's coming out of um, either his headquarters or somebody else's headquarters, and somebody came and threw a huge cream pie in his face, got close enough to him to just smash it into his face. I mean, it was like a prank, but it wasn't a good one. Uh, so immediately his security staff gets fired because not only was somebody close enough to touch the man, but they embarrassed him publicly. So how can you stop that from happening? Well, you guys have covered things like uh, digital security, right? And you, you've you probably already heard the phrase defense in depth. 
tell us a little bit more. Oh, I, I I don't know that we have gone into that. Have we not gone into that on this show? All right, let's go into it. Wow, getting called out by the guests. Well, Excellent. You know, I, I think that someone a little closer to home should have come on and talked about defense in depth. But let's talk about it. Everybody's seen uh, World War II movies, right? And we all know what a kamikaze was, right? I'm pretty sure that that's pretty Absolutely. Torah, so, Torah, Torah. Exactly. Well, no, that was Pearl Harbor. So, but you're close. So, a kamikaze attack, single actor, coming in from some angle, usually high. The way that we defended against that was your capital ships sit down in the middle, and around those capital ships are expanding circles of ships that are of lesser value in terms of material goods, but they all have one very important item, a radio. So a couple of lone fighter planes coming in from up on high are spotted by your picket ships out front, and the entire fleet can shift into a defensive mode. This is kind of what we call defense in depth. And if somebody takes out one of those smaller ships out at the edge, it's okay in a way because no one took out the battleship or even more importantly at that time, the the aircraft carrier, right? So defense in depth works with people and digital security, physical and electronic. So I have a ring of individuals out there in the crowd or my firewall is protecting what I don't want to come into my system. And I've got to make sure that everything about those two items, whether it's a digital firewall or a human being, is keyed towards looking out to what is good and what we can't allow in. And I'll give you an example. Um, Well, maybe we should wait for the break. I was going to say, that's a good tease. So you're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio, talking with Ryan English from Lansing Tactical, and we'll be right back. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. 
Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz, and we're chatting with Ryan English of Lansing Tactical on campaign and election technology security from the physical standpoint of how do you secure your candidate, your events, and your campaign in general from intentionally malicious threats or even sometimes accidental uh, threats that really impact in our the landscape that has changed thanks to the Internet of Things and drones and autonomous vehicles. It, so on behalf of the technology industry, I'm sorry, but also <laughs> glad it's given us this topic. So before the break, you were giving us kind of the lay of the land on with the circles and bringing it in right. and the perimeter. So let's delve right back in. Um, so we talked about defense in depth, and, and that exists with physical security and always has, um, and, and, and in digital security. And, and as soon as people started really trying to figure out how to protect a network, um, one of the first things that uh, – one, one of the first principles really is defense in depth as well. Um, and how do you make it harder – and harder successfully each level for the attacker to get near enough to cause damage or embarrassment. And so for a candidate, let's say on a digital level, that could be anything from defacing the website of your candidate, which is embarrassing, but not really that difficult. And and once it's been done, it's like you get to shrug it off and laugh, but it's an embarrassing thing. So you have to protect it on that level all the way down to the inter-office emails that go back and forth between the campaign manager and staffers. So are y'all taking that as, from a security standpoint, are y'all taking that real-time analytics of, okay, we're monitoring the traffic, we're monitoring nearby communications to the extent they are publicly available? Yeah, Yeah, it depends on your budget. Now, here's the thing. Uh, we talked a little bit on the break about some of these elements. Well, it comes down to how how much can, how many resources can you allocate? Uh, candidates got to allocate a certain amount of resources to uh, going to get votes and putting their message out. But at the same time, now in this day and age, more and more you're seeing. Well, in fact, just yesterday on CNN. There was an article about Democratic campaign staffers' phones potentially being hacked by who knows who, right? And th- this was a this was in the news just last night, where the FBI had to call these individual staffers and say, "Bring your phone to the agent who will meet you at place wherever, and we're going to image your entire phone and find out if anybody but you is in that phone." 
And so that's happening today, to, tonight, right now. It's going to happen. And um, so the other thing besides resources is training. You've got to get your staff, whether you own a business or you run a campaign, your staff has got to be aware of some of the things that may happen. So don't click on that email. Don't, you know, don't give information of this nature on the phone. X, Y, and Z. And how open are staff members to being told you may not be able to bring your device or you may not be able to do this in the campaign office? I mean, does that... How do those conversations typically, because for those who are listening to the podcast, you really can't get the full appreciation of uh, the two tickets to Ryan's gun show. I mean, it's two tickets to this gun show. They're free tickets. You know, I can imagine if a physically imposing figure is telling me you're not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to argue with you. You'd be surprised. Everyone has an opinion, and everyone's opinion is right. In politics? Oh, my God. Their opinions? Insane. But what's important is, they're, see, they're going to be driven by their their goals are to get message out, get votes, be successful. And, and let's just say that that person's a diplomat. His, his mission is, I have a meeting with this guy at this place, and we're going to discuss something very important. You can't get in the way of that. How are you going to do your job so that it doesn't interfere with mine? And... So, quite often, um, it comes down to measures like, let's say the meeting is in this room. I've got to have access to that room before the meeting so that I can make sure nothing in that room is going to be there that, that either A, could be an eavesdropping device, or B, a threat, physical type, to my candidate. Um, I may even, there's a really cool item that I saw a while ago Basically, it's like a Faraday cage, which is something, if nobody knows, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Faraday cage is something that basically blocks all electromagnetic signals from coming into or out of this particular space. Now, imagine your purse, and imagine your purse was lined with very fine copper mesh. And it would add weight to your purse and still look elegant, by the way, your purse is. But if you threw something in that purse, like a laptop or a cell phone, signals will not go into or out of that cell phone while they're inside that purse. Your purse becomes a safe place. Now, if a meeting of, you know, some type of importance were to be going on, really a serious meeting, well, maybe a lot of electronic devices could be with you, but they're in that bag. You can't touch them, and that creates a problem for a lot of people. Well, and how how creative do you have to get to... Because you don't always want to scare people. No, but if you tell them, if you can, nowadays, you can just point to the news and say, do you want to look like that guy? Do you want to end up like this man? Do you, now, I have to, now, there are candidates and there are, there were diplomats who didn't really like having a lot of ogreish looking dudes around them. Uh, let's just use that as a, yeah. Big guys who look menacing. Uh, people sometimes don't want to have those near them because it projects something. It might not project security. It might project, I'm afraid of something, so I've got all these guys around me. But in this day and age, more and more, people are used to seeing the security presence. And it's comforting. And so now the candidate has peace of mind. And if he's got somebody on the digital side telling him what he can and can't do who's very good at their job, I guess really, Liz, what it comes down to is how good are you at explaining to the candidate that this is necessary and can you sell it? 
Well, and depending on the packaging, and sure. the sh- as you mentioned, it sounds like that's a much easier. Because if you brought to me, and I'm going to take the liberty, personal point of personal privilege, my green handbag is pretty fabulous. fabulous. But adding, you know, being able to add in those elements so that it's now pulling double duty. Where, okay, if I'm meeting with someone, I have them slip their devices into my bag and we're having a free and open conversation at that point, I may be a little more open to it rather than, as you point out, very big guys and gals who look like they could break me with their pinky standing over going, nope, nope, put it away. But... uh, you raise some interesting points on that. And so where can I get some of these uh, devices that you're talking about in the sense of, do you have to have them custom made? Or if I wanted to buy a bag that could double, I mean, I know Ace Hacker Hardware perhaps (laughs) may have some good tools. And uh, yeah, now going online and finding okay, the 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 one that I liked was made by a company called Tunnel, and they had something that was really small, cell phone size. It was very nondescript. It was a black cloth outer, and the inner was lined with a that particular copper mesh. But you know, um, I've seen them made. Where they do, they have several different uses, like a purse or other types of holding devices for uh, uh, bags that have other kind of utility. Um, you can make them, and they're not cheap. They're Nothing not is ever cheap, and we're talking politics. No, but I've had them when I would go overseas a lot. I had them for my, um, I had one for my passport, and I had another small one that was actually looked just like a wallet. It only cost me twenty five dollars. But it was also lined with uh, RFID protection so that when I would go into certain countries, I knew that uh, they would scan RFID chips at, at the airport going into and out of. There were nefarious individuals who would be doing that. Uh, so a lot of guys would buy this for their passport and their credit cards. Well, and that's a good take-home point for sure. business travelers or even vacationers yeah. that – and a reminder that your devices, especially if you're using the same laptop, iPad, Apple Watch, connecting to your work accounts, as well as your personal accounts, travel safety tip. Get a get a bag or some other uh, packaging to protect your information when you're traveling. Sure. And, and, you know, when it comes to things like Apple Watches and... You know, the new phone only uses Bluetooth. Personally, I don't like that because Bluetooth is never going to be a secure means for those two devices to communicate. And if it's not secure, then why can't I? I, I those are things I wish to plug in. And phones that talk to watches with Bluetooth are yet another thing I wouldn't allow my candidate to have. You remember when they talked about at the beginning of uh, President Obama's uh, first term that he w- they were going to have a hard time separating him from his BlackBerry device. There was a, a lot of media about, like, oh, God, he's never going to get rid of his BlackBerry because he's always on it. But the good thing about BlackBerry, especially back then, was it was fairly secure, you know. Uh, I think that with candidates or executives or people who know they have a lot to lose when things don't go well, it's getting easier and easier to help those people understand that 
these measures are a good thing and that they're only slightly going to inconvenience the normal course of what you do. Because, again, we have to worry about digital protection in terms of, of not just can something harm you, but can it embarrass you. And that's a physical, that's a translation from the physical side of security, too. And embarrassing stuff is sometimes, I mean, if somebody throws egg on your face, they have a phrase for that. It's calling, <laughs> getting egg on your face. So we try to avoid that in, in all those ways. And, and, you know, the funny thing about, in particular, drones is they're a physical threat and they're a, a digital threat because they can carry that vector with them. And well, exactly. Yeah. And it, it unfortunately, for Micro of uh, Dirty Jobs and oh, yeah. all kinds of... Yeah. I mean, he got caught, as he said, wearing his favorite pair of non-existent uh, pajamas sure. by a drone flying outside of his house. Well, we'll be right back on Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio, but we're going to jump to a quick commercial break. Micro must be a good-looking guy, though. Think about that while we're going. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at EHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. You're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz, discussing the technology impact on campaigns, election 
candidate and even executive security with Ryan English of Lansing Tactical. And Ryan, we were distracted during the break. I'll admit a little bit, fanning myself. Uh, Really, what happens when dirty jobs get caught on dirty drones? Mm. So... what? Because you've been highlighting the two different aspects mm-hmm. of the technology impact on the security, but we're still talking about physical security, but maintaining both safety as well as image safety. That's right. And what happens when you discover something, a picture, someone is taking a picture or collecting information that you perhaps a candidate or the client would not want to get out there i mean are there maneuvers yes absolutely you in fact a good example of which would be when uh the democratic candidate for president uh had a uh, a heat stroke or whatever stroke uh, episode um recently where uh, I think it was cyber pathogens. It was a cyber pathogen that had infected that candidate. Well, they were no longer dormant. Is that candidate uh, anyway? So yeah, they're no longer dormant. Uh, you know, I keep thinking of V for Vendetta, that show where people turn out to be lizards. So anyway, the the candidate had a moment where the candidate was overcome by uh, a pre-existing medical condition and passed out standing up. Right. But if you saw that video that was taken by um, a third party, that candidate, you could you had to look really hard to see what happened. The security team folded in behind her and did an incredibly good job of, number one, not letting the candidate be too embarrassed. Candidate didn't become injured in the fall uh, because candidate was caught and they closed ranks in a in a protective measure instantaneously. Um, That's the hallmark of a really good team. So you're having to keep constantly alert and aware That's right. in and a non-digital sense yeah. of, okay, brass tax basics. Right. What's going on? Are there cameras up? And Where then are clo- the cameras? How far away? And, and you know, the, the, the irony about that day was that you, you're also thinking, um, you know, every – particular place we would go we would also be aware of and and you know one of my old bosses he he had basically a chart like on his leg like a pilot like where's each checkpoint where's the nearest medical facility to those checkpoints if we were between checkpoint one and two and something happened he would know that the nearest medical facility is x and we could divert to that and all throughout the route we knew where that would be so continuously updating that stuff now if i'm a candidate I've got somebody on my staff who does nothing but counter the electronic threat. Now, how are they, if they're, are they using commercially available or proprietary? I mean, they're scanning the radio traffic, the signals. You can do that. Absolutely. You can make it up yourself. Uh, You know, you can go online and teach yourself how to build a a sniffer, an, an eavesdropping device. Um, or you can buy one if you have a lot of money, depending on your budget. So in the news uh, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of talk about a cellular, um, a fake cell phone tower. Um, it was called Stingray, and the police were using we it. We have yeah. talked about the Stingrays yes. before. Okay, we talked about Stingray on the show. You have. Yes. Okay, good. So 
Stingray is an example of uh, a, a, an older kind of digital attack called, basically it's man in the middle for your cell phone. Um, but all Stingray can do is listen in real time to what you're talking about. Um, certain versions, not necessarily Stingray, but other versions, um, one of them was uh, Kingfish, can also monitor SMS traffic, right? But it can't really get into the phone. So, you know, how do you protect against that? Well, if you have valuable information that you want the campaign manager to pass on to other people, let's say, because he's a, you know, let's face it, it's not just the candidate. Really, it's the campaign management or the upper echelon of the campaign staff that has to be protected as well. So you have to train them that, hey, important traffic needs to be done over certain apps that are really inexpensive, like Telegram or Signal, where if I'm talking to you... So you're saying my Gmail account is probably not the best way? Probably not if, in fact, you suspect somebody is eavesdropping at this moment while you're using your phone. So... Uh, and, and you can detect the fact that that's out there. Uh, you just have to spend money to do that. So if you're just a congressman from the 59th district of some small state, uh, do you have a budget for that? The answer is most likely no. But if you're a national candidate, you absolutely should. Well, and not every national candidate. I mean, it's the trigger point for obtaining high-level security. I mean, not every candidate, even if they're running for a high-profile office, qualifies for government-provided. That's right. So, and depending on where you are in the phase of your campaign, you may not have reached the point where you're focused on the high-end technology toys. That's true. Um, You still would have to make sure your staff understood. You would have to consult with somebody, if you didn't already know. You'd want to consult with somebody and bring them into the fold and say, listen, how do I protect my staff? Even if you're not going to be funded by the government, you should. You probably do have enough money to pay a consultant to come in and say, at least sit with my guys for a while, a day. How much can I afford? And get that bit of information. You, you know, even the awareness of what can be done against you or to you, even just being aware of those things is the first step towards protecting yourself. Mindlessly going through the world thinking nothing is going to happen is a sure way to have something happen. So bringing somebody on board to even tell your guys about that, even if you didn't have a huge budget, would be a very important first step. Well, and once you've had that education conversation, Mm -hmm. you mentioned the Apple Watches and the BlackBerry Berry versus the iPhone versus other uh, Android platforms. How in-depth does that conversation get when it gets to those outer ring staffers or even at events i mean are there recommendations of well this particular conversation use the mesh bag use the or have you ever wanted to kind of i know you're supposed to have that stay in the background not intrude but have you been tempted or stories of people being tempted to kind of uh, ping and go, ma'am, sir, may I make a recommendation, put the phone down, or? Well, okay, so you, have I heard stories of things of that nature? Uh, At certain high-level meetings where somebody would be 
talking to the head of a foreign state, um, there would be, um, first off, it's kind of understood that anybody in the room isn't going to be on a phone. You, you've seen movies where, like, the the guy's talking to a reporter, and the reporter pulls his recorder out, and he says, hey, no, we're going to turn that off for the rest of this conversation, that kind of a thing. You know, it's understood. But it's off the record. It's off yeah. the record. This is off the record. Wink, wink. Things like that are understood to be going on during those meetings. Um, the idea that it could still be happening, though, is very real. So everybody's kind of wondering what everybody else is doing. But everybody in the room has a radio, so everybody in the room is transmitting something. You know, there's a level of security you just can't get to, uh, and that's called perfect security, right? But Mary Poppins could get there because she's practically perfect in every way. And she's got an umbrella that can allow her to just fly away. Is that Mary Poppins? That's Mary Poppins. Well, (sighs) I can't jetpack out of every conversation I didn't want to be in, but I (laughs) certainly wanted to. Um, No, I I think that um, we... How do you maintain the straight face? During that, I mean, are you biting the inside of your lip? Are you kind of thinking, stay puff, Marshall, man, stay puff, Marshall, man? I am not <laughs> listening to this conversation. Like, I'm not hearing. I'm far, far away. I, I, I think a lot of guys have a really good boker face. And there's always something you should be paying attention to other than that conversation if your job is security. You need to be focused on those things. And if your security guy is paying attention to you, then you need to have a conversation with that guy. Okay, so, but you talked about events. You brought that up. Okay, events is one of those, events is something very interesting because while we're having an event, while somebody's out in the public eye and displaying themselves to the public, um, those, you know, you're not necessarily worried about eavesdropping and you're not worried about getting uh, a a digital uh, threat, countering a digital threat at that time. You really have to go back to that physical, that perimeter, right? So, you have to make certain decisions ahead of time. What can you tolerate? Now, we've talked a little bit about what can you tolerate when it comes to drones and other things. Drones are like hecklers in this regard, right? The thing is, a drone can be used to get a campaign, uh, get a, uh, a candidate off message, right? Like, it's an annoyance. It's out there buzzing around, and it's in their line of sight, and it's an annoyance. Well, and as Enrique Iglesias unfortunately found out the hard way, you can't reach up, grab it. I mean, you're, he tried doing so in a concert and sliced his hand open probably a couple of years ago. But how do you – are there ways that you can manipulate the physical environment to minimize if a drone was to fly by, it wouldn't be in the candidate's eyesight? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely you can. You know, it, it, there's ways to mitigate all those threats. But, you know, some of those things that you might – I mean, uh, on this scale – this season, the kinds of people who are getting going for these offices, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Okay, so I remember a couple of years ago, the Dalai Lama comes to Atlanta and he's giving a speech at uh, Centennial Olympic Park, right? Which is a broad, I mean, it is a park for those not familiar with Atlanta, it is directly kind of downtown, surrounded by high rise skyscraper yeah. buildings yeah. on pretty much all sides. Yeah. Yeah. It multitude of roads coming in, out. 
and a lot of traffic that you really can't shut down. That's right. You can't stop the cars. And the two major thoroughfares are north, south, east, and west. Under, east, and, east and west goes underneath it. North, south is on the, uh, if I remember correctly, north, south road was on the, it was actually southbound only, one-way traffic. So the, the car traffic wasn't so bad. And you're hemmed in on three sides by buildings that dominate, they're, they're taller than you, okay? For lack of a better word. But what I noticed that day was... Hold okay, that thought. Sure. We're going to go to our last commercial oh, break. Oh, so break. You have to wait longer, everyone. One more. Uh, but thank you to everyone. You're listening to Buzz <laughs> Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. We'll be right back. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz, on America's Web Radio, chatting with Ryan English from Lansing Tactical. And with all of that buildup, welcome back. And Ryan, we're, the scene has been set. Right. We are in Centennial Olympic Park in downtown Atlanta, the Dalai Lama. And no, we're not talking about a scene from Caddyshack. Uh, this was <laughs> real life going on. It, there are uh, multiple avenues in out, mm-hmm. and we're back to that scene. All right. Uh, and and I, if I remember correctly, this is 2011 or 12. and I'm, I'm not sure of the date. The first time I saw him there. So um, we were... I was with a couple friends of mine. They're paying attention to the dolly, and I kind of start wandering. My, my mind starts wandering, and I'm looking around. And I was home on leave at the time, so it must have been 11 or 12. And I'm looking around, and I can see I could see individuals with what we call surveillance kits. I could see them. Uh, it's a small radio uh, microphone that comes up out of your collar and goes around the top of your ear and comes into your ear. It's very unobtrusive. It's designed to be... Except for you noticed it. I noticed it because I've probably been working You're trained to. Like 90 <laughs> days in a row at that point, just three months prior. So, yeah, I'm looking for that. But then I, I start looking around, 
and I want to find all the other rings of security. I want to know what he's got out there because it's the Dalai Lama, so I'm sure the State Department's got guys there. And I'm looking on top, and I, the first thing I do is I turn around, and I'm looking back at the Omni Hotel. And I can see two dudes walking in a pretty, pretty defined pattern on top of the Omni Hotel. And the other hotel, which is on the west side, on the west side of that square, there's two more dudes up there. Only there's a third dude laying down. I can see the top of his head. And I look on the other hotels on the east side of the border, and I can see more dudes there. And I'm beginning to identify his ring of security. Well, the next time the dolly comes into town, I immediately go and pick out all those guys on the rooftop. Only now, there's a quadcopter drone buzzing around the area, recording everything. Now, did it look, anything make it stand out, or did it look like you could have picked it up off the shelf? At no point did the drone ever occur to me at that time in my life to be a problem. I naturally assumed it was part of the promotion. I thought it was part of like, hey, let's videotape the crowd. I at no point thought that that was a problem. And my job for years has been threat mitigation or causing people to have a threat to mitigate. But but at the same time, you know, that was my field for a very long time. And and uh, and when he came a couple years later and talked, I, I it still didn't occur to me that that drone was or could be an issue. Now, in this day and age, yeah, the only drones that ought to be in the sky are ought to be controlled by that campaign's PR people. But even then, well, and first, CNN ran into the issue where they are – under all kinds of cert- certifications, waivers, to be able to fly their news-gathering drone aircraft at various uh, events. And right. they were shut down from being able to fly for both of the political parties or the major political parties' conventions. I don't know that they requested to do so at Because it makes a great crowd shot. Well, yes. And so you can understand why they were not permitted in that sense, but that's not even getting into the fact that the drones' software, their systems, they're not secure. At all. Right. In the least. So even if you're a campaign, is that a discussion that y'all would have with the campaign of, hey, we're going to, you know, how does that conversation go? Yeah, you have to worry about that. And I'm pretty sure that the reason that CNN was told no is not just because maybe we're going to have our drones up there. It's we don't want any drones up there. And for the same reason you just mentioned is they're just not secure. And they haven't been for a very long time. And if you remember back in maybe 2008 or nine, when the Predator feeds over Baghdad were being captured by people who were being surveilled by the Predator. And if if the government, military-grade feeds aren't right. as secure, I don't know that my DJI or uh, Parrot... $500, nope, $600, no. Well, it could be taken, just like the, uh, the, the, um, that drone, the Sentinel drone, was taken over Iran a couple years later in 2010 or 11, where they just took the whole drone out of the sky and landed it in Iran and said, hey, we've got your drone. So if now that drone can be somebody else's controlled property, then now that, that drone becomes a threat to the candidate. So again, no drones, right? So how do you mitigate the guy who just wants to bring his drone to the party? How do you stop that from happening? 
you know, that's a serious question in terms of, well, now we're talking about can you stop that drone in the air? No, we've talked about that. The FAA says that thing's got a tail number and you somehow shut it down. Now that's a now you've got an you've got an issue. Well, and does that become one of those will act first, apologize, apologize later. later? Absolutely it does. If if I'm there that day, if that's me that day and I'm protecting lawyer Liz when she's running for office one day, They'll then that's it. Hey man, sorry. That's one drone that will I've never got, be found again. I've, no, yeah, I've got a slush fund to pay for that drone. Well, and it, it talking about too the <laughs> signals and uh, absolutely, I think every candidate needs to almost campaign needs to set aside. This is the oopsie. Did we break your sure, yeah. you know, petty cash? Has already uh, accounting for accounting well, for that sort of eventuality. Yeah, and kind of now we've come back full circle on the drones i rest assured everyone i i survived the road trip to DerbyCon with rob graham and david maynard in rob's tesla but mm. it uh How not is tesla? exactly wow. well the the researchers two days before it kind of came out really hit the news cycle the day before we left on the trip uh, oh, look, not only building on research that had already been demoed at different places, look, we can take over this, we can take over that. But when you're talking about, I mean, if our car had gone off the road and had an issue, okay, Internet trolling would drop off sharply mm-hmm. because uh, not yeah. saying it, who on the ride would have been famous for that, but... If if a candidate is selecting an automobile, I mean, we've talked about when they're when the campaign or the officials are selecting their electronics, mm-hmm. their laptop, their phone, the watch that they're going to be wearing. Y'all have had that conversation when they're selecting yep. the location of an event or even a conversation. You've you've influenced. You've spoken with them about that when they're setting up the logistics, you the the shot, the scene for wherever they're going to event is going to be held. You've you've spoken about that and the crowd control, but they're traveling to and from everywhere in vehicles that I can tell you do not have the Wi-Fi enabled. Uh, Exactly, Or, or, or the OnStar system if they're in Cadillacs. That's not working. That's but not then how do you – what do you do if I am taking my candidate, my boss, through sections of a state where I am not familiar, and I want to pull up ways? I want to – So you better you know, have a good data plan. You might have three phones anyway. Like I had a phone that basically would live in that bag that I talked about, the Faraday caged bag. I, I would not take that out. It's my burner phone. But – you know for a fact you've got phones on different – on that level, you've got those contingencies, but you are not riding around in a Wi-Fi-enabled vehicle. I guarantee you neither of those two candidates are. Why? Because even if you don't try to do something you shouldn't, like take control of that vehicle, you can listen to what they're talking about on the inside. Guys don't want that happening. People don't want that happening. So, Well, and are there certain – I mean, Tesla was very quick – on the software patch yeah. for some of the vulnerabilities, but you don't always know where the vulnerabilities are. We've spoken briefly about some of the research with the Jeep Cherokees. Right, right. And 
do you try to convince them that a classic uh, pre what eighty five car yeah, may be the funny. way to go, <laughs> or are there other systems? I don't or think anybody's getting that fanatical about it. But I think that uh, when you're talking about very you know, VIP, real VIPs, um, there is a concern for that, and I think that that's got to be mitigated as well. You know, remember, so what we talked about a little bit, we talked some of the things that we talked about today were defense in depth, right? Like having a perimeter and then another perimeter and then another perimeter. Um, that's your defense in depth. We talked about um, why you have those things. We talked about what each level of access would give you. And at the end of the day, your vehicle becomes a very secure place for the candidate to go and and spend time and be conveyed to and from. So that may be your last readout. That could be your last line of defense. You, you, and not even from a, a physical or a threat, but just your last place of solace yeah. where you can get quiet That's time right. away they, from yeah. everything. Once they step out of that vehicle, the show starts. Like even when we would arrive on a place or, or a venue where there was going to be media, and even if there wasn't going to be media, the minute that door cracks open, it's a whole different show. You know, it's it's everything from that moment forward is now it's about the prestige and it's about what's going to happen that we dictate. So I if I was advising a, a candidate, I would say, hey, man, let's look, we're going to be in a nice new car. You know, do I have somebody who's going to make sure the Wi-Fi is off? It's probably not going to get any more involved than me going through the menu on that phone and selecting off for that device. But do I really control it? I turn to guys like Dave Maynard for that kind of thing. I would be like, Dave, Rob. I need your help. Well, and absolutely, and that's one of the things we're going to. This is just thank you to Ryan with Lansing Tactical. Follow Lansing on Twitter at L-A-N-X-A-N-G Tactical, T-A-C-T-I-C-A-L, on various other social media. Yes, we Facebook, we Twitter. But, you know, if you really need protection, uh, we mainly just build rifles. So, <laughs> so which some some uh, Second Amendment advocates would say that is the best protection a home can have. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we, there you go. That's well, a conversation entirely. But yes. So, in addition to the physical, uh, how technology is impacting the physical security of campaigns, elections, candidates. We're going to take a look on the upcoming weeks at, all right, the software, the systems, and the voting machines. But you're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz. Find us each Wednesday from 2 to 3 and on America's Web Radio. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, guys. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.